0: Show them to all! Today's DAF is Yuma, Daf Mem Gimel. We are starting Membez Amir Bez 16 lines up from the bottom, the second to last word on the line. Now, yesterday's DAF focused mostly on the Paraduma, and we pick up today with an intense analyzation of the Pesukim describing the Paraduma. The Gemara says, Amar Ula, Kala Parsha Kula, this entire Parsha Paraduma, meaning when analyzing all the Pesukim of the Parsha of the Paraduma, one will find that the way to darshan the pesukim isn't uniform throughout. Now, what does that mean? The gemara says mashma. The implication of the current pasuk could be mightzimiyad mashma. It could reverse or do away with the implication made in the previous pasuk. Miyad is referring to the previous pasuk. For example, what one pasuk passed, the other could technically be machsher or vice versa. Whereas sometimes the gemara continues umashma Mela, The implication of the previous pasuk could remain even in this pasuk. So as ula darshan these pesukim, we're going to see where these Klam apply and important to note that the Parsha Paraduma has 21 psukim, but we are not going to be darshaning all of them. So here's the first drasha. It says in the Pasuk, You shall give it to Elazar the Kayin. I saw, what do we learn from this word? I saw it. La Elazar La Elazar. This Paradum being spoken about in the Pasuk is given to Elazar lazar Kayin, but for all future generations, it doesn't have to be given to Elazar lazar Kayin, meaning it does not have to be given to the deputy Kayin Gadol. So who is it given to in all future generations? Igadamri, some say Gadol, that all future generations, the Kain Gadol, he has to do that by the Paradum. That all future generations it could be done by a regular kain. Bishlem lemandam lederes b'kain shapir. We understand that according to the mandamor, all future generations it could be done by a regular kain. That's because it doesn't indicate anywhere in the pasuk that it has to be done by the kain gadol. El mandam lederes gadol menalei. According to the Amr, that in all future generations the paraduma has to be done by the kain gadol. How does he know that? The gemara answers. He learns Chuka Chuka from Yom Kippur. It says Khuka by yam kiper. We know that the kain gadol has to do that Kippur, And it says chukka by paraduma, meaning the Ka'in Gadol has to do that of the Paraduma. We dash another Pasuk. It shall be taken out. You're not allowed to bring another cow with it. We have a Mishnah. If the Paraduma doesn't want to go out and you want to encourage it to go with the Ka'in, you're not allowed to take a dark cow out with it. So that people don't say that he actually shechted the dark one and not the Parah Duma. And you're also not allowed to take out another Paraduma with it. So that people shouldn't say that he shechted two Paradumas Dumas and not just one. Now Rebbi he says, Lemina that's not the reason why Al Shin says in the Pesach, i saw it. And what do we learn from here? Levada. It has to be taken out alone and it's not to be taken out with anything else. Ask the Gemara of a I saw. According to the Tanakama, how does he answer the pasuk of I saw Rebbi has a great Drasha. Why doesn't Tanakama use that Drasha? The Gemara answers, my Tanakama. Who's a Tanakama? Rib Shimen he, it's Rib Shimen. the darsh time dekra, he darshin's time de Now what does this mean? This means that we explore the reason behind the pasuk, not just the what but the why behind the Pusuk. This is the subject of Machlekis and Bab Metzia. The Pusuk tells us that when an almana, a widow, owes money, the lender may not take a collateral from her. So Abihu says that this applies to a widow who's poor or wealthy because the Pusuk doesn't differentiate. Whereas Abish Shimon explores the reason for this, the time of the Krah. When one takes a mashkin from someone who's poor, he must return it to him every day. For example, if he takes his pajamas, he has to return them at night so that the poor man has what to sleep in. Now, if he were to take a mashkin from a poor widow and therefore return it every day, her neighbors are going to start to suspect her that some sort of improper. Relationship is being had between this man and the widow, but this doesn't apply to a wealthy widow because he just takes it once and needn't return it. So, therefore, we say the Reb Shimon Darshan's time of the Krah. Now the Gemara asks, My Benayu, okay, so now that we know the Reb Shimon Darshan's time of the Krah, so what's the difference over here in Paraduma between Rebbe and Reb Shimon? The Gemara answers, Eke The difference is, Mem Gimel Alaf on the top, the Apik Khamar Bahadur, if he wants to take out a Khamar to encourage the cow to go. So, according to Reb Shimon, that we Darshan time of the Krah, we don't have to be afraid that someone's going to think that he Shech instead of the Paraduma. And therefore, he's allowed to take out a chamar. But according to Rebbe, that we do not darshan in time of the Quran, the Pasuk says, I saw it is allowed to go out alone with nothing else, even with a chamar. And Ula continues darshan the Psochem, Vishachet I and he shall shecht it. Shalay Shayta he's not a to shecht another paradum along with it. Lefanov, in front of him. So, Rav, according to Rav, that we learned about in the previous daf, he tells us that this teaches, Shalayi Si'achta Aitimim who's shechting it, is not allowed to be misiech das, he has to be completely focused on it. And the Shmuel, that we learned about in the previous daf, he says that this teaches us, Shehe Zar Shechit, that a non-koin is and alazar, he watches it while the shechita is happening. And the next pasuk says, midam and a Lazar the kain shall take from its blood with his finger. So now, why is it the pasuk has to emphasize alazar haka'in? We know we're talking about alazar haka'in. So here the Gemara says, according to Shmuel, it's coming to teach us la'adure le'alazar, to go back to alazar, meaning in the previous pasuk we learned that alazar does not do the shechita, and now Shmuel is telling us that a Lazar is doing this havaidah. And the rav, according to rav, this is an exclusion after another exclusion, this is coming to include something, that even a kind headyit is allowed to do the savaida. So this is actually an example of Mashmah, Meitzim, Yad, mashma. What we learned in the previous pasuk that is relevant to the Shechita is actually the opposite of what is done in this pasuk. In the previous pasuk, according to Rav, we learned that a lazar must do the Shechita, but we learned from this pasuk that a regular kind is allowed to do the Kabbalah and Azrika, and Shmuel learns the exact opposite. The previous pasuk teaches that a zar does the Shechita, whereas this pasuk teaches that a lazer must do the Kabbalah and Azrika. and Ula continues Darshening eres The pasuk says that the kain takes the eitz eres, the cedar wood, the eza of the hisup, and the shniso which is the red thread. And the question is, why is it we have to emphasize the Kayin? So Lishmuel, according to Shmuel, that afilo Kayin headed. This teaches us that even a kain headed is allowed to do this. And the it's Shekh. according to Rav, we also need this. Not the Chaminah, I would think, Kivan, the lav gufa the who, since we're not talking about the cow itself lightly by a kain, so we wouldn't even need a kain at all to throw it into the fire. Kamashvulan, the is. That we need a kayin. Now, here again, we have a posik according to Shmuel that it's another case of mashma maitsim yad mashma, because the previous posik told us that a lozer has to do the kabbalah and zrika, and this posik is reversing that, teaching that any kayin is allowed to throw in the cedar, hyssop, and red wool, whereas according to Rav, it's an instance of mashma memela. The previous posik taught that a regular kayin may do the kabbalah and zrika, and here too, a regular kayin is allowed to throw in these aforementioned things. Now we continue dashing the psokim. It says in the posik, and the kayin shall wash his clothing. Why is it we have to emphasize? The Kaihein. So we say, he has to be in his Kohanic state, meaning he has to be wearing his Big Day Kahuna and not just his regular clothing. And the Pulsar continues, and the Kaihein is Tommy until the evening. Why is it that we have to emphasize the daris. This teaches us that even for all future generations, it has to be a kain wearing Big Day Kahuna. So the Gemara analyzes, according to the Manda Amar, that a regular Kaihein is doing it in all future generations, so this is a good Jrasha. According to the Manda Amar, that in future generations, it's the kain gadol doing it. So has the kain gadol be inon. If we have to use a kain gadol for the avodah the paraduma, be kihuna imibaya, Do we have to tell you that if a kain is going to be doing it, he has to be wearing his beit Kahuna? The gemara says, "In yes, milsad asif be Even though we have something that could be learned out of a kavuchimer, tarchav akasav lakra, the pasuk will trouble itself to teach it to us outright from the pasuk. And we continue dashing the pesukim. It says, Asav ishtar es efrapara v'hi And the ishtar, someone who is ta'har, he gathers the hapara and then he places it. And what do we learn from here? Ish. A man's allowed to do it. Lachshas azar. That teaches us that even a non-Kohen is allowed to do this. Tahar lachshas aisha. This tells us that even a woman's allowed to do it. Vehiniach. What do we learn from there? mish yesh das laniach. This is talking about someone who has das. He has the mental capabilities to place it. Yatzu chereshayt Vakaton. This excludes a chereshayt and a katon. Shein das They don't have the proper mental capabilities. They're not able to do it. To we have a mission over there. Hakol shirim Lakadesh, Everyone is allowed to be Makadesh, Meaning, everyone's allowed to mix the water with the ashes. except for Rabbi my allows a katon, and he does not allow a woman in an Now, what's this the Rabbanu? they allow a woman and not a katon? says the And they shall take for the from the ashes of the burning chatos. The ones that are not allowed to gather the ashes, that's talking about a katan. so they're also not allowed to do the kiddush, they're not allowed to do the mixing of the water and the ashes. Someone that's allowed to do the gathering of the ashes, and that's a woman, so they're also allowed to do the kiddish, so They're allowed to do the mixing, and therefore a woman's allowed to do that, and not a katan. Rabbi Yehuda, how does he answer for this drasha? Because he'll answer and say, "Im kain, if so leimikrav v'lo the pasha should have said v'lo and he shall take my v'lo why and they shall take dafilu katan the pasuk l'chahasam even by a katan he is not allowed to do that sifa. he is not allowed to gather the ashes hacha kasher over here in regards to mixing the water and the ashes he's allowed to do that. And we continue analyzing Rabbi Yehuda's shita isha minale, How does he know that a woman is pasul? Because it says in the pasach, and he shall place and not that she shall place if rabban and they'll answer for that because if the pasuk would have been consistent I would have said and he shall take and he shall place Havamina, i would say this would teach us that the same person has to take the ashes and place them that's why the pasuk says and they shall take to teach us that that's not the Josha. and because of if the pasuk would have been consistent and said and they shall take and they shall place Havamina i would say two people have to take it and a different set of two people have to place it because of that's why the Passock says, and they shall take, and he shall place even if two people take it, and a different person places it, a single person, not two people. That's also okay. And we continue dashing this It says in the Tahar, and a pure man shall take the hyssop and dip it into the water. Now, in according to according they say, Ish teaches us a man and not a woman. Tahar teaches us that even a katan is allowed to do it. Ish teaches us and not a Katon, and Tahar teaches us isha, that a woman is allowed to do it. So what do we see from here? That both according to the Rabbanan and Rabbi Yehuda, this is a case of Mashma Mitzim Yad Mashma because someone that was allowed to do that Avoda of the previous Pasuk is now not allowed to do that Avoda of this Pasuk. And now the Gemara says, "May Sve, we have a question, Rabbi Yehuda." It says in the Mishnah Hakol She'rim everyone's allowed to do the sprinkling of the Mechatos, of the Avshes, of the Paraduma Chutz Mi Tumtum Majuginis Isha, except for Tumtum Majuginis and Isha, the Katon Sheyesh or Sheein Baidas, Isha Msiyatai Umaza. If we have a katan, a woman is allowed to help him, and he's able to do the sprinkling with the help of the woman. So mem gimel on the top. Here's the question: and we clearly see that reb Yehuda does not argue. So if the above quoted halacha Bashem reb Yehuda is true that a woman is allowed to and a katan is not allowed to, then why didn't this Mishnah quote Rebuhuda Yehuda as arguing with the Tanakama? So Amar Rabbi he answers no problem. Kivut Amar Mar, since we've already said previously the mashma mashma and u'mashma that we have these different ways of analyzing the psukim and over here this is clearly not a way of understanding. Saying the pasik of a mashma mela, it must be that it's a way of understanding of mashma mitzimian mashmah, therefore palig, it's obvious the Rebbe Huda argues, and we don't need to speak out the Rebbe Huda argues with the Tanakhama. It's Pasha argues with the Tanakama. And now we have our final Josh of Psukim of Para Aduma. It says in the pasuk Vihiza Hatar, ala and the Tahar shall sprinkle on the Tame. What do we learn from here? Tahar. From the fact that we emphasize that it's a person who's Ta'har, Mikhal Tameh, then implies that he was Tame, and now he's Tahar. This teaches us that it's yam someone who went to the Mikvah that day because he was Tameh, and now he has some sort of element of toma he's Tahar, because he went to the mikvah, but he still considered it full he still is Kusher, and he's allowed to do that of the Paraduma, he's allowed to sprinkle it on the person that's Tameh. And Amar says, Ki havu bar when our Rish Lakish analyzed the pesukim of Paraduma, Loy they didn't come out with anything. Bekarva except with what a fox comes out with on his feet walking through a plowed field, meaning they were unable to come up with a consistent approach of had a darshan the psukim. Him the same way a fox walking through plowed field comes out with only the dust on his feet. Ella Amri, rather, what did they say? Mashma, Maitzmiad, Mashma, and Umashma, <muching> <and> Mela, <muching> and Tani Tanaka made Rabbi Yechanan. The following Brysa was taught in front of Rabbi Yechanan. Kala <muching> Shkita's Kshar's Bazaar. All Shkitas are allowed to be done by a non Kohen. mishal par except for that of the Paraduma. Amel <muching> Rab Yechanan, Rabbi told this one who was saying this Brysa, Paik Tani Lebra, why don't you go teach that outside the base Lemat's in Bazaar Psula. <muching> we don't find any shita that is possible with a non Kohen. Now the Gemara tells us, Rab let me buy Tanadalit Sayas, Rabbi Yechanan for sure doesn't listen to the Tana, he argues with him. he doesn't even listen to his Rebbe. Dharma Yechanan, Mishum Rabbi Yechanan said in the name of Rabshembe whom over here we're saying is his Rebbe, Para Bazar Psula, that the Shita of the Para Duma with the non-Koin is Pusul. Vani but I Rabbi Yechanan say, Kesherat is Kasher, because we don't find any Shita that's Puzzle with his Ar. And we continue explaining the last part of the Mishnah, Bale that the Kohen Gadol went to his par the second time and did a Second vidui, the Gemara asks, why is it by the first vidui that he didn't have power? He didn't mention ubnei Aaron amkadei He only mentioned himself and his family, but he didn't mention the other Kaihanim. And why is it by the second vidui he all of a sudden mentions all the Kaihanim? So the Gemara answers, taught in the This is what logic dictates. It's better that someone who's meritorious already he should come in atone for someone who is chayiv, and someone who is chayev shouldn't come and try to atone for someone else who is chayiv. After the kain God does the first vidui, so now he's considered zakai, only then is he able to do the vidui for the kaihanim. However, he's not able to do vidoy for kaihanim while he's still considered chayiv. So first he does his own vidui, and then he does vidoy for the kaihanim. And the continues the the and he caught its blood in a basin. And he gave it to the person who's going to mix it on the fourth rived in the hegel in order so that it shouldn't congeal. We have to have someone mixing the blood in order that it doesn't congeal because he was going to be doing the of the Kataris afterwards. And this person was on the rivet in Now, the Basamikdish was lined with rows of marble tiles. Each row was called a rivet. Rashi says that our assumption is that we're referring to the fourth row in the the Heichel. But the Gemara is going to tell us it's actually referring to the Azara. Now we move on to the of the Ketairas. He took a pan and goes to the top of the Mizbech. And he moves the coals to the side. And he shovels out from the coals that are completely consumed. They're on the inside of the pile of coals. The yard. And then he goes down from the Mizbech. And he places it on the fourth in the Azara. Now until the end of the Mishnah, we're going to have a number of differences between the Avodah every single day. The Mesa Mekdash and Anyam Kippur. Every single day, he would shovel out with a silver pan, umayr and then he would pour it into a golden pan. today, He would shovel it out with a golden pan, and with that he would go into the Kesh The reason why is because we don't want to trouble him and tire him out taking it from this pan to that pan. It's too troublesome. It's yam kipper. He's fasting. He's doing the entire avoda by himself. So therefore, we want to make it as easy as possible. every single day, He would shovel out with a pan that was four kabin, and he would pour into a pan that held three kabin. and today, yam kipper chais b'shleches kabin. He would shovel out with a pan that was three machnes, and he would go in with that pan again to make it easier. Rabbi Yahya he says, Every single day he would shovel out with a pan of six kabin, that's a saw, and then he would pour it into the pan of three kabin. And today, he would shovel out with this pan of three kabin, and he would walk in with that one. Every single day was a very heavy pan. Today it was light to make it easier for him. Its handle was short. Today it was long. That way he could talk. Tuck it under its arm, he has greater leverage and it's easier for him. Bahyim every single day, Hayazava Yarik, its gold was yellow. The Hayamin today, Adam it was red. Divir that's Rabinachim's opinion. Bahalya Every single day when he brought the Khataris, he brought a pras in the morning and a prasin in the evening. That means half of it in the morning, half in the afternoon. And today, Myself Mulchnov, he would add on two handfuls of Qataris onto the pan. Bahalyam every single day, Hay Siddhaka, the Khataris was ground finely. And today, Daka Minhadaka, it was ground very finely. Bahalyam every single single day, the Kahanim would go up the eastern part of the ramp of the Mizbech, that's the right side of the Mizbech, then they would turn towards the right, go all the way around the Mizbech, and then go down the western part, meaning the left side of the Mizbech. And today, the Kahan Gadol would walk right up the middle of the Mizbech, the Yard and he would also come down the middle of the Mizbech. Rabbi Huda, he says, the Kahan Gadol always walked up the middle of the Mizbech and went down the middle of the Mizbech. He would wash his hands and feet from from the Kiyar. But, kippur, from the golden flask. there's a special for Yom Kippur. Whereas, Rabbi Huda, he says, L'alum ragla, Every single day, he used to wash his hands and feet from his golden flask. Every single day, hayusham arba there was four fires burning on the Mizbech. And today, on Yom Kippur, there was five. That's our opinion. Rabbi Yisya, he says, every day, there was three fires. Kippur, arba, there was four. Whereas, Rabbi Huda, he says, every single day, there was only two fires on the Mizbech. And today I'm Kippur, Shalish, there was three. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow with analyzing this Mishnah. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.